welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. I'm James. And I am Michael. We made it through another week and there's so much news and there were no Nintendo Directs. Yeah, yeah it's the first For one, once. first week in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of other second. like stuff in the gaming world going on this week. So I think that sort of yeah. Nintendo said we, we're, we're going to take a step back, which I appreciate. I appreciate yeah, yeah. it. So we'll just sit back here. You guys do you. <laughs> yeah. My wallet needs a break. It's basically on fire at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't mean there wasn't tons of ridiculous news, not only from Nintendo, but from the industry, let's just say, because Amazon had their amazing major kind of, well, they used to be just sort of like, well, here are the line of Alexa devices. And now it's sort of, here's all of the stuff we're going to do. And well, it doesn't actually impact Nintendo directly. It kind of, does because Amazon announced something called Luna, which is not a phase of the moon um, for your Amazon Echo. You can't just put your Alexa up into the into the moon and talk to it. That's craziness. But it's actually a brand new streaming console. Yet another streaming console because we need another streaming console. Mm. Um, the Amazon Luna is the perfect complement to the Amazon flying drone for security inside your house. And they pair beautifully together. When you start to play a game, it will in real time hover around you and get your no i'm just kidding it doesn't actually mm-hmm. do that but i do want one of those, but i don't at the same time i don't know I yeah, the, it. I don't the know ring you... drone yeah i saw <laughs> I, I was checking that thing out it's crazy oh and cool all wrapped up in one okay i'm breaking into your house michael <laughs> and your 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 ring drone starts to to fly up in the air and come at me yeah <laughs> so i obviously run away or do i just knock it out of the air because it's a drone that can be tipped over in five seconds. Oh, well, you you should definitely run away because I'm getting the optional poison dart attachment that goes on mine. So ah. that's the next step. It's a founder's <laughs> pack. It's a founder's pack. You got to be in, in at the base level to get that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So let's talk about this um, Luna because there's a few things that are fascinating. Um, you know, obviously, we have um, Google Stadia. We have Microsoft's uh, xCloud, which is part of Game Pass Ultimate. Um, we also have PlayStation, whatever their things called that nobody uses. And then there was, you know, the other game streaming stuff. You know, there's there's all this stuff that that has occurred in, in the streaming um, centers. And, and we've talked a little bit about xCloud here. In fact, Nintendo Switch also streams games in Japan, like the Resident Evil game stream. So there's even streaming going on on the Switch. Um, but this is fascinating because the um, Luna, obviously, is coming from Amazon, which is one of the largest companies in the entire world um, and they have already the amazon fire tv uh, stick which is in all of the you know different devices which mm-hmm. is crazy so their goal here is to stream to those different devices so to their amazon devices to computers to tablets they have you know the devices out into the world so it's a very natural thing that automatically get this now the difference between like xCloud or the PlayStation, which is more of a pass, right? You get a game game pass from from Microsoft and you can stream 150 games. Same with Sony. Stadia, you buy the game. Um, this is going to be a little bit different. They're introducing channels. And I actually read a lot about this because it is kind of confusing, to be honest with you. But the idea is that you buy channels. So maybe there's an EA channel or an Ubisoft channel is like the one that they're going to be launching with. So you have access to the Ubisoft game collection maybe i don't know i'm not really sure yet um there is an introductory price of 5.99 a month and then i guess you it's sort of like hulu that's 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 going to be my 
you know, I, I guess what it'll be. It'll be like Hulu because mm-hmm. on Hulu, you subscribe to Hulu and then you get some games, but you can add on HBO or you can add on CBS or you can add on whatever. Also similar to Amazon Prime now. So that's what they're sort of going for. But more fascinating more than anything is that they um, announced the controller for the Luna and it's basically a Switch Pro controller to yeah. the T. I mean, to the T, I would say. There's a there's the you know the joysticks are in the same area the d-pad i mean it looks a little bit worse because it's a more, more squishy it looks and then it has the of course they switch the x x y b a to be like xbox so it's a hybrid between an xbox and a nintendo switch controller but it it looks when i saw it i was like whoa like i actually just saw the photo of it i was like whoa that's a cool new nintendo switch controller and then <laughs> it was not so yeah. it, it's fascinating it's fascinating it it seems like they kind of had extra parts left over or they were they you know they, they were like oh what can we steal from nintendo i mean the, the it's funny that the hand grips of it are so similar and i can mm-hmm. definitely see a cross between xbox which let's be honest i mean this the the pro controller is looks that way too it, when i had them side by side with my pro controller and my xbox i'm like oh there's a lot of similarities here too which is fine right you found a controller that fits the majority of people's hands it's pretty well regarded as an amazing controller the feel of it the ergonomics of it so i can't fault them for stealing a good design already but it does seem like they could have done a little more to kind of personalize it and make it feel like their own you know it definitely is a knit like us pro and an xbox controller wrapped up in a one yeah 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 but funny kind of funny i i like the purple i like I like the colors. I, so I do cool. like the purple. I do like the purple. Okay, I think that looks that. cool. Yeah, yeah, it does look yeah, cool. Yeah, the ring in the middle is neat. Yeah, and it I like looks that. like there's also like a little bit of color underneath the Joy Cons, which yeah, is super I cool. Yeah, I like that too. And yeah. I kind of wish that Nintendo did that on the their control on the Pro controller. I was just saying the same. I was just thinking the same thing. I yeah. wish they would bump it up and kind of give us maybe like the Switch icon on the Pro controller glows red, or like yeah. let's give a little pizzazz in there. Nintendo, come on, it's a Pro let's controller. Make it yeah. <laughs> maybe pro controller too will also have the the headphone jack there but, we go yeah, yeah with colors and stuff it'd be cool i guess that's a big question because it looks like the luna uh controller does have a little headphone jack well, at the bottom slap in the face ain't it right so, there i see it i see it we've been it telling you nintendo it. now yep. someone else does it wow they, it's your they own fault. stepped you all yourself. over you yeah <laughs> Well, that that is a bummer because I I would love to see and that I think you know we we haven't really talked about um about that too much but it, doesn't that feel like Nintendo dropping the ball a lot on their like their Joy-Con configuration colors their Pro controller colors their their console themselves the colors I feel like there's a big market there where people want more options and they would come out with a couple that i thought were amazing and then you can never find them anymore christine and i were talking the other day because she had found a switch in the wild believe yeah it or i not. found one and there was a bunch of joy cons <laughs> there but they were all just like the uh uh pink what was and it? Green. It, was, it was the pink and green Those... but it was like the splatoon colors yeah. right so yeah that's a, that's all you can find and it just seems so crazy to me that they they don't come out with more stuff the last time i remember colors coming out was the the purple and orange which i bought which i think was last year maybe a little longer it's yeah. a shame well speaking of nintendo dropping the ball and um joy cons segway <laughs> you lined that up for me perfectly i know i set it up, um, you it up the park. Yeah, that's how this yeah. works <laughs> 
Uh, so Nintendo is getting sued again by French consumer organization UFC Couche Wazir. Uh, they announced that they're suing Nintendo for, quote, planned obsolescence and anti-consumer practices. Uh, they basically put out a statement, and I'll read what they said because I think they nailed it. And it's um, pretty much summing up a lot of the things we talked about in the podcast. They said, well, Nintendo was informed of this malfunction. The, na- the Japanese giant chose not to modify the components subject to the failure. The nature of the failure is frequency of occurrence with players, the limited lifespan of these products, and the inertia of the manufacturer, however, informed of the <laughs> informed of the malfunction. These are all characteristics that include that indicate that Nintendo is engaged in practices of planned obsolescence. Basically saying they know that this was at the manufacturing level and they chose to not fix that. Um they said that they filed a complaint with the public prosecutor of Nantier. And um, yeah, they're they're basically just saying it's a systemic failure on Nintendo's part and it's anti-consumer practices for not fixing the root of the issue. And I mean, it, it's interesting too, because it after our story last week of the person who actually did use their Joy-Con repair system twice and it still did not fix the Joy-Cons, it's just it's such a big problem and nintendo needs to address it not just continue to make band-aids for the problem with which don't even work yeah it's really no, frustrating this seems pretty legit uh yeah like case against it i do mm-hmm. kind of agree you know they're aware of this issue they haven't resolved it it's not even so much going back and fixing all of them it's fixing what's coming out in the future Right. They could have gone forward and said, "Okay, well, we understand this was a huge problem. We will repair when you send them in or whatever, if they do drift. But moving forward, all these Joy-Cons have a new design that no longer does this. And I think a lot of Mm -hmm. like fans and consumers would say, "Okay, well, that's a legitimate. It's a it's you know, that's how it should work. You found a problem, Mm -hmm. you resolved it and moved forward. Them not doing that does kind of get into this where it's like, well, what are you just trying to force our hands so that we have to continue to buy Joy-Cons when these break? You know, is that what you're hoping for? So pretty interesting. Yeah. I think it's a it's a kind of a legit argument. I, I know that Nintendo gets sued all the time and a lot of it seems like complete junk. But this makes sense to me. And I, I, I hate to say this, but I genuinely hope that other countries and other like consumer organizations do the same because it's a this is a big problem that needs to be fixed like you know how many switches they're still selling that are not fixed that still have this problem yeah and it's unfortunate i mean (laughs) all of them yeah i mean it's at one point or another i i would imagine there's a lot of people um you know for a long time i didn't suffer from it and then i think it was Mm -hmm. last year that i started getting it you got it almost within a year of owning your switch so the problem eventually happens just over a year yeah. yeah, the problem eventually, eventually shows itself. It's just a matter of how long. Um, and and that's, a, that's an issue. You know, luckily I have another, I was able to buy another set of Joy-Cons, but they're not cheap. And, and I would imagine a lot of people can't have that $60, $70 extra charge on top of the cost mm-hmm. of the Switch. So they do need to have a better way of handling this um, or... You know, like you said, you you had bought these parts and fixed it your, yourself once, and it just didn't do the job for long enough. So, yeah. it's it's a it's a problem. They need to get on get on this and, mm-hmm. and do right by it. 
Now, this is something that is amazing and I'm very excited for it. And we have all been getting little trickles of Metroid Prime information. You know, the big upset was that it was being scrapped and restarted a while back and Retro Studios was was taken over for it and all that kind of stuff. Well, we have gotten some more information that Retro has been busy hiring talent to work on the game. And they recently hired Santa Monica senior game designer, John Marcella, who recently worked on PlayStation 4's God of War. Now, I'm a huge fan of the God of War series, especially the most recent one, which I unfortunately haven't been able to play because I don't have a PlayStation. Um, But I am excited that they are hiring him on to work on Metroid Prime 4. This is very, very good news. I think this could be big for the game. Uh, He's been working with Retro since July 2020. And in addition to him, they have also been hiring other heavy hitters from the industry. They hired veteran Dylan Job, I believe his name is, who previously worked on Call of Duty Modern Warfare. They also hired talent that has been associated with Borderlands 3, Halo, Call of Duty Black Ops, Shadow of Tomb Raider, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, and Battlefield Hardline. So there's a lot of talent coming in to work on Metroid Prime 4. I love the idea of, you know, these the the action and the uh, feel of like the halos and modern warfares mixed with the environments and the levels of God of War. I think that is setting a, a, an amazing stage for an amazing Metroid game that people have been wanting for quite a while. So super excited, keeping my fingers crossed for this game when it comes out in 10 years. <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm excited. I am excited. I cannot wait. So Metroid Prime 4, I love all this news. I man, I hope next year we get just a just a taste, something something more than a logo, just to just to show us kind of what we can expect for this, but big news. Yeah, I think next year would be a very ambitious <laughs> well like just, just a taste it doesn't i don't need a full yeah, trailer it'd be cool to get like a little just a you know a little teaser see see you know the ship coming down on the island or on the planet that they're gonna this is gonna be set on or something like that just to give us a showing, feel yeah or even like showing what samus is gonna look like yeah like, like what's the hug gonna awesome. look like you know could imagine yeah. like it turning and kind of like halo does a lot of that stuff where the where the visor the hood starts popping on when he's brought mm-hmm. back you know if they did yeah. something like that where it's firing up and you can see just kind of all right here's just a little bit of what i'm gonna get or you get the sound of the visor turning on and you see a little bit of the landscape and maybe some breathing you know something like that would be yeah. awesome that I'm like visualizing basically like Master Chief Halo, but like not like Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, would be awesome. Be, but yeah, all, I, all good I signs. It. I want it. <laughs> um, we also got a little bit more of the Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Uh, they revealed that anyone with the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild save data on their Nintendo Switch is going to receive a bonus, which is a training sword. <laughs> when i when i first saw the story i was like who was it gonna be and i'm like oh it's the wooden training sword all right i guess that's cool (laughs) Um, but also if you pre-order the digital version uh you'll get a lucky ladle weapon to pair with your pot lid shield cool so if you're excited for all these things (laughs) the game (laughs) releases as a little reminder the game releases uh november 20th so i mean I guess cool that we're getting an update. I don't necessarily want to be hitting a bunch of things with a ladle and my training sword, but yeah. um, to each their own. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I mean, I it's think something. it's quirky and kooky and funny, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it would kind of need to get you know the master sword in there. Or, I don't. I don't know. But hey, a wooden sword, sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to take down a bunch of baddies with my wooden sword, and like I'm like, like bring it, ladle. I'm gonna ladle it up all day. I mean, I want a ladle. Pour, pour soup over them. Yeah, hot soup. Want- hot soup. I want a ladle, but I also want either a hairnet or a Ooh. like chef's cap to, to go with my ladle. <laughs> yes, a chef's cap. Full that would be chef awesome. outfit. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm in for it. Come on. Come oh, on, Nintendo. Lunch- you can do it. With the ladle, the pot lid, and you could get the lunch lady armor as an upgrade where you're there dressed you go. like you got the soft, comfy shoes. You've got the hairnet. <laughs> that would be amazing. I'm sold. Like the they sold me on it. <laughs> I'm just picturing Link wearing Crocs now. Yeah. all right well let's get on to some stuff that you can get today actually because rocket league is now officially free to play the 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 soccer game if you've never played it as a game in which you play as cars and you you soccer soccer um soccer (laughs) you see what i did there yeah Yeah, i read it from the article it's good it's a good one um nailed it yeah you can get it it's available and additionally there's in in this update you can link your existing account with your epic games account as well um and then you also receive a legacy status item so kind of you've been playing for a while you can link your accounts together and do a bunch of shenanigans so it's a big update that it's, it's live that it's not just free to play but also you know, you can start linking and doing all the other stuff uh, that you would want to do when things go free to play and cross platform and all that shenanigan. So go soccer on. Nice. Yeah, I, I did download it. I have it on my switch. I haven't fired it up yet, but I'm happy to to know that I can link it because I have been playing this, you know, a while back when it first came out. I got it on Xbox. So knowing I can link it, it's I still have my DeLorean. That's all I care mm, about. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to fire this up and give it a test run. I want to see how it performs on switch i I know everybody says it's it's been just as good so i'm excited another game that people are pretty excited about is minecraft (laughs) so this year um minecon clearly is not happening but their replacement minecraft live is happening on october 3rd Um, and they gave a little bit of of a i guess not really a sneak peek but they did kind of explain just you know what to look for. They said that normally you'd have to wait until the end of the show to find out what the next big Minecraft game update is. But this year, they say you just won't want to miss out in the beginning of the show. Um, and then on top of this, after they they mentioned this, they said that they're also going to allow the community to vote for a new mob to enter the game, which is pretty exciting. Um, That's kind of cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm always excited for Minecraft updates. I know the last big one was the Nether update. They added new biomes in the Nether. So I'm just excited to see what they do next. They added new biomes in the Nether. Yeah. Wow. I, didn't I, spe- know I mean, I've, I, was, I haven't played in a long time, but I, I mean, I love yeah. Minecraft. I'm a huge fan of Minecraft, so I didn't know they they had done that. But yeah, they built cool. out the Nether a little more. They have like areas with these blue trees, and it's, that's cool. Um, you see a lot of ghasts there. It's it's insane. The Nether's totally different now. Oh, I like that. Um, I'm gonna well, have not to totally fire different, up. but <laughs> maybe I'll fire up our server. That way we yeah, can jump I think back we in. Should. Yeah, because I I do love Minecraft. I'm a huge fan of it. I don't play it on the Switch, to be fair. I play it on Xbox and occasionally on computer, but um, Mm -hmm. just not as much. I'm Xbox for my Minecraft action. But um, yeah, no, that's very cool. I'm so curious what this is going to be. I I wonder what we're, you know, it's funny, like you can get a huge update, a big update in Minecraft. It's like two different like building blocks, but that can change the entire game. Yeah, 
you know, you get something, mm-hmm. s- some redstone type stuff. And it's like, oh, my God, I can build a whole city around this concept. So, oh, Changes sorry. everything. Yeah. So this, cha- <laughs> this is a game changer. It's like, really? It's one literally different, one different block. But all right, cool. That's I'm excited to see what this is going to be. Now, I'm also finally this is this is one of those things for me is the holiday event type stuff where games kind of have, you know, a little bit Fortnite has their Christmas stuff that happens and World of Warcraft has all of their events. Well, we've been talking about it for a while with Animal Crossing and they just came out with a little trailer showing everything we can expect for the upcoming fall update. This is going to be coming out September 30th, so very, very soon. And it is bringing fun Halloween stuff. I've been wanting this. I want to create a Halloween island or at least a Halloween segment in the island. I already saw a bunch of stuff in the trailer that I know I can use for my Halloween island. I really hope I loved they had this archway that had like, you know, looked like old rickety trees and had pumpkins with jack-o'-lantern faces on it. I hope they give us actual trees so I can plant those around my island. But I am so excited for this. You can start buying candy for Halloween when the update comes out. You can start growing pumpkins. You have to either buy them from Leaf or um, from Nook's Cranny, which you can only buy them from Nook's Cranny in October. Otherwise, I guess you're going to get them from Leaf all year round. But you, once you start growing your pumpkins, you can use those pumpkins. You can harvest them to start doing pumpkin-based DIY projects. There's going to be a special event in Halloween that starts at 5 p.m. and goes until midnight. Cannot wait. The neighbors will all be gathered in the plaza. They'll be decorated for Halloween. They'll be wearing costumes. And you're going to beat Jack, the reigning czar of Halloween. And if you give him lollipops and candy, he will give you spooky in-game rewards. But do not spend all of your candy on Jack because if you don't give it to your neighbors, they are going to prank you. You'll probably come to your house. It'll be covered in TP. So Hmm. you better give them some candy so they don't do that. You're also going to get scary reactions in the, in the trailer, the character like that gives this cute little like reaction. I love it. Yeah. This is like this little raw. Yeah. It's very, very cute. Um, It's adorable. Yeah. It's awesome. I cannot wait. I love everything that's happening in this trailer. I am very, it's got me excited for Animal Crossing all over again. I am Mm -hmm. so, so happy about this. We do have a little update coming to the Nook link on your phone. This comes out early October and it makes it easier. You can actually do reactions from your phone. And then they teased the update for late November. So it shows a turkey in a chef hat. I love it. Funny. And then reindeer wearing Santa hat. Oh my gosh. This is the greatest season ever. I'm so excited for some more Animal Crossing. It's got me excited for it all over again. I, I'm i so excited for the growing pumpkins. Like yeah, for the longest time, I'm like, how come, we can't, how come we can't grow vegetables and like farm? Like legitimately mm-hmm. farm. Like I have this stupid little tiny garden and it's just painted like there's like um little plants painted on the ground but Mm. it's like i want actual plants so i as soon as i saw that i'm like yes and i hope (laughs) that means that more is gonna come you know like we'll get more stuff to farm it'd be nice in the spring if they come out with like you know seasons greeting or not seasons greetings what what am i thinking of like um uh like the planting season or something mm-hmm. like that for yeah. spring and then it's that like all cool. these different vegetables and stuff yeah that would be how cool awesome. it would be to plant like in in the spring you plant let's say tomatoes and corn and stuff and you literally have to wait until harvest time so little by little as you jump in there over the mm-hmm. next i mean it would take time and obviously you're gonna have all this 
property on your island that's dedicated to a farm that's in real time growing. But I just think it's so cool if you invest that and then you get really interesting um, like items for doing it. Yeah. That would be really cool because it's like, you know what? We know you took literally three, four months to do this. Here's some really mm-hmm. killer items that you can now create because of that. Or like, think about it this way. Like you could plant watermelon in the spring and then come summer, you get all these watermelon yeah. recipes. And so then maybe they like sell a watermelon for a chair and watermelon wallpaper. And yeah. yeah. You could, yeah. They, they might sell for a lot or you can make some really mm-hmm. interesting stuff with them. I think that would be really cool. You can walk around and start spitting seeds at people that other people can't do because they didn't grow watermelons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> Spit seeds and spit seeds at your neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> the other people. In the yeah. That'd be funny. But I'm I'm very excited for this and everything looks so cute. And I'm pretty sure I, I like squealed a little bit when I watched the trailer. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Along with that, they also mentioned that um, they're going to be coming out, coming back out with um, Animal Crossing Amiibo cards. Series one through four is going to be back in stores. Um, there's like three cards per pack and they're about $6 each. Um, and it looks like for each one, they have like a main person. So they have one with Isabel, one with KK, one with Mabel and one with Isabel. And then they have two other like villagers that kind of go along with them, um, which I, I like the idea of there being amiibo cards because I'm not the type of person that feels like I need to collect a bunch of amiibos like cards. You can kind of like tuck somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. You don't have to have these amiibos all sitting, sitting. I already have enough Funko Pop things. I don't need any any more things. Yeah, I think the cards are, so, are awesome. I know Mott's got a, yeah. a few of these. I don't know how many he ended up collecting, but I mm-hmm. think that the, the cards are really cool. Yeah. Yeah, they're nice. I mean, it's nice that they're going to re-release these only because you then have to go, like, get them on eBay, you know, if you, if you and pick a select one. I mean, mm-hmm. they're usually, like, mystery packs, but I think it's really neat, and and they're really nice cards. I mean, and, the, you know, if you like Animal Crossing, I think it's it's good. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but Especially, they're expensive, but, you know, yeah. Oh, whatever. okay. But it's nice, like like Christina said, you know, if you don't want all the tchotchkes kind of hanging around, this is sort of a condensed way of collecting these these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Another thing you can collect is the Animal Crossing New Horizons Nintendo Switch that you thought you would never be able to get again, but it's apparently back in stock, wow. which is amazing. Yeah, why not? I Yay. mean, it's, it's in stock as of today because... You know, I saw it on my slick deals actually when I when I booted it up the last night. I was like, "Ooh, should I buy one?" Because you know, I love to buy stuff. Sure. Yeah. And um, it was there. Now, um, it probably won't be there by the time you hear this podcast, but maybe it is, and maybe <laughs> you need a Nintendo Switch, and maybe you can get there. But one thing you can't get because here's a little bonus, bonus news. Remember the Super Mario Brothers collectible pin sets that everybody could get when mm-hmm, if you know you did mm-hmm. a bunch. Do you remember this? Do you remember this? Everybody remembers mm-hmm. this? Oh, yeah. Yes. I was, I was so excited that I re-downloaded Mario Kart. I bought yeah. three copies of, of, <laughs> of, of Mario All-Stars. So, you, um, so you're basically saying you've got a bunch of them, right? You you managed to get them. No, because I didn't oh. even know. I didn't even know that it was available. Like, I didn't get an email. I didn't get anything to notify me that I could go claim my reward. Because I hmm. thought, I thought that... If you did everything based on the whatever it was, that um, they would just automatically register you. Nope, that is incorrect. Nope. In fact, you had to go to the website. You need to click on the thing. And after you did all the five missions and then you needed to go to the My Nintendo account, apparently it just everything crashed. Everything was a mess. And then everything is gone. It's completely just gone 100 percent. There's you can't get it anymore. And they're all on eBay. People are oh. selling them and hawking them for two. 
for over two hundred dollars. Crazy. That's terrible. There's one twenty five hundred dollars. Oh my goodness. Jeez. Yeah, I read that it was wow impossible. I read it was people were saying that it was harder to get this than any of the PlayStation and Xbox pre-orders they were trying for. They said it was just <laughs> a nightmare trying to get in on these pins, uh, which is a shame. It's like Nintendo, you do let all me this buy stuff. them. Yeah, let, you, just I'll, offer let me them. Just, just give them to me. I want them. Just, just tell them, sell them to me for twenty bucks. I'll buy them. Yeah, it's I love like, pins. I don't you know. did this though as hey, a, as the anniversary, right? It was meant to be as part of the celebration. This was there yeah. was very few things they did, and that was one of them. Yeah, and people can't even get them. Like it was I didn't Nintendo's even know that I could strategy. Yeah, it's Nintendo. <laughs> Yeah, it was Nintendo's it, it, strategy the whole time. They wanted to make it as complicated as possible to distract people from the Xbox release. Yeah, maybe. That's, maybe. that's what they did. That's tear you away so you can get your five Solve pins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a bummer. It's that is a bummer. Uh, yeah, I, I, I heard the same thing. I heard a couple people were able to get them, but all in all, it was like, it was, it was next to impossible. Thanks, yeah. Nintendo. <laughs> and, and not to mention that, you know, Mario Kart um, Live is still not available for pre-order. As far as I know, I, I'm just I, every day I go. And also the Game & Watch, like around this day, right, there's a bunch of things announced. So here's the Mario update. Nothing is still available to pre-order or get. And, yeah. and like Mario, Mario Kart Live comes out legitimately in in two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, it's going to sell the second it does. And then you're going to see people on eBay mm-hmm. and everything else trying to sell it for top dollar again. And that's, Oh yeah. It's like Nintendo, you know, this happens, you know, the, the actual fans can't get anything. Yeah. Well, you know, this is a big problem in the industry. We saw the, the Nvidia graphics cards. Mm-hmm. We saw the PlayStation. We'll talk about the Xbox soon. This is a big issue that needs to be solved. Um, because, people real fans and real people that actually want to play the game and don't and, and once you know don't want to resell it they just want to get it they can't get it and yeah. and it's and it's sad so yeah i saw a tweet and somebody said man i w- really wish my hobby went back to being geeky and dorky as opposed mm-hmm. to being mainstream and popular because you can't get anything you know mm-hmm. i it or it would be I don't I don't know how you could solve it, honestly, but it, it's just it is a shame because you, you just can't get the stuff you want as a fan. And that's yeah. that's that's terrible unless you want to spend, like you said, twenty five hundred dollars on pins. It's like, come on. Well, remember how we used to do it back in the day? We used to do midnight launches. Mm-hmm. And like you'd have to go like, you know, you'd pre-order stuff ahead of time. Like you could just, you know, you just pre-order, pre-order. You got to work for it. And you show up. Yeah. I mean, I remember I did the the Halo 2 launch when I used to work at GameStop back in Ohio. And like I would, you know, rolled up in my in my um, Dodge Intrepid with my 15 inch <laughs> subwoofers in the back blaring Halo, you know, music. And I was like, oh, we're, and I was, I was, this is I totally did this. It was great. Oh, my God. Um, it was amazing. I had a thousand yeah. watt amplifier in the back of that puppy with Dynamat on it. Oh, man, it was dope. And, then, and, that's um, a, and that's awesome, though, you know, because yeah. I bet you there's somebody else telling the story. Remember, we were at that Halo thing and this guy rolled up and he's got the speakers blaring the Halo music like. <laughs> It's a whole that thing. Yeah, I had the soundtrack. Awesome. I had the soundtrack in there. I had the the Halo Mots mix in there, yeah. and um, and um, oh man, legend, legendary soundtrack. Um, uh-huh. and and that's what we did. Right? I mean, I remember getting myself a Wii um at launch as well, which was which was chaos. But then I remember the second wave of of the Wii trying to get it for family members, and I was working at GameStop in Arizona, and. If you're an employee, you had to take the day off and you had to camp out outside. And I camped out for 10 hours outside the store that I work at to get a <laughs> Wii for 
for like a family member. It was crazy. I mean, that's how we used to do it back yeah. in the day. And even for the Wii U, I did a midnight launch at Best Buy. That, I mean, that was the last time I did a midnight launch because I don't think they do them anymore. I don't think it's they a don't. thing that happens. It's just like, well, everything sold out. So sorry. Yeah. I mean, where's the excitement? Yeah. You know, I don't I really do miss that. The last one I did was actually with Christina and we were getting the Master Chief collection. And in that oh, yeah. the GameStop that we went to the midnight release isn't even open anymore. So it's like, holy crap, not only do they not do midnight releases, the store is gone. So it's just like a crazy, <laughs> oh my you know, gosh. And, and it was one of those things. Where it's like, yeah. man, this is so exciting. It's, it was it was. It was just so cool to kind of be there with other people that, you know, are equally as excited. And that was waning as it was because there yeah. was only about 10 people at that point because you mm-hmm. could. You could pre-order it online. You could already do other stuff. But we just wanted it right then and there so we could at least get the download going, the install going. Yeah. And uh, it's just it's a shame because I do miss that kind of excitement of like, all right, do I go and wait all overnight? And, you know, if. I, maybe they don't want people doing that because I do remember being like younger wanting to go to a concert and sitting out by myself at two in the morning in front of a store and maybe mm-hmm. and I was like you know 18 16 something like that maybe that's the problem they don't want kids hanging out in front I of guess. stuff anymore but it, it does kind of remove some of the work and the excitement of hanging out with other people listening to somebody roll up in his car with music blaring and, I and mean, I'm sure people were like yeah cheering it was it was was crazy i mean i I did i did the titanfall release that was the last thing i think i did in seattle and it was the same thing at the GameStop, and there were like 10 people and it was sad and people just walked in yeah and um but you know i I remember the wii u launch because it was fun because you know you used to go you would sit outside and you sat outside for hours and you're just like camping out and you're just everyone had their ds's and we're all playing you know and stuff like that and then you would walk inside and it's like a smorgasbord of like, you know, hand cure. Like here's all of the games. Here's all of the accessories, like mm. everything you need. And because it, it wasn't that you were just going in, like you weren't just going in getting your, your, your game console, right? You were preparing yourself for the next four hours of your life, right? <laughs> yep. Because you know, you weren't going home and just going to sleep. You were going home, you were <laughs> unpacking this thing and you, you were going to be selecting the games, right? And, and you hope that you're early enough that the games that you want are still in stock, right? Mm-hmm. Granted, you can still download this stuff, but like it wasn't really that, you know, at that point in time, but you would go and you're like, oh, I'm, what, am I going to get the Mario? Am I going to get the Zelda? Am I going to get the, mm-hmm. am I going to get the Bomberman game? I don't know about that game. Like <laughs> everyone's like, like, are you going to get the, what are you games are you getting? Right. And they're like, oh, but you get an extra show. What are you getting now? What are you going to get? You know, and it was just, you know, some hype on there. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Nowadays, it's, it's like, how fast can I click done? And I wonder if people, yeah. like, I wonder if, I don't know. Maybe is it just because that's what we had, and you know, we, we're kind of looking back and nostalgic on it, and that's why. Or, or I wonder if people that buy games maybe that never even knew that part of it are just like, "Oh, that sounds terrible." You know, I wonder if they just think that sounds absolutely terrible to to be able to have to do that. But it's a shame. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I always enjoy the excitement of that. So it would be kind of cool to have that back. Well, that brings us on to our top ten bestsellers of the week. <laughs> Uh, the first, the top five didn't really move around very much. Um, first is Super Mario 3 All-Stars. Second is Hades. Three, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Fourth, Animal Crossing New Horizons. And fifth, Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch. But this is where things kind of got mixed up a little bit. Um, in sixth, we have Minecraft. In seventh, we have Undertale making its way back in the top ten again. Eighth, Kirby Fighters 2. Ninth, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. And then tenth, Uno. Uno's still hanging on for that in that tenth. Uh, spot 
And then for other new games in the top 30, we have in 19th is Journey of the Broken Circle. And then 29th, we have WWE 2K Battlegrounds. And I actually picked up Journey of the Broken Circle because it was on sale for $6 and it it looked kind of cute. You kind of play as this little circle and and you kind of roll around and like, it's like this little Pac-Man-esque looking circle, but you roll around and then you pick up different things that give you different abilities that fill in that little spot. And it's... um, Hmm. They they list it as being a a game that's based on relationships, but there's this one point where there's like three different things stuck to him. He's like, "This is polygamy," and <laughs> it's oh. just keep rolling. It's really funny. <laughs> like little jokes um, here and there. Yeah, yeah, like nice. kind of quippy little jokes. So yeah, I picked that up. It looked cute. Nice. Yeah, I I'm really wanting that Hades. Uh, I looked again. I was gonna buy yeah. it, but it's full price right now. So as soon as that goes on in any kind of sale, I think I'm gonna pick it up. One of our listeners, Stav, has been playing. He says he's loving it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I I really want to grab that one and and play that because I'm I'm super interested in everything I'm hearing about it. I've been watching a couple of people play it, and they just seem to really be enjoying it. So I want that one. I now said, I do could- remember correctly, they do have multiplayer in Hades, right? I do not know. I think it, I think it's single player, but I, I could be. Oh, wrong. okay. All right. Yeah, I yeah, think I it's like uh, just a single player sort of mm. roguelike game. Okay. All right. Uh, that gets us to new releases we're into this week, and Christina, looks like you've got the majority of the checks. <laughs> well, I only checked two, so. Uh... <laughs> and that is the majority. <laughs> <laughs> That's the majority. Um, so this week the. The first of the two that I checked is uh, September 29th projection. First light is coming out uh, right now. It's on sale for $16. It's originally $19.99. Um, it's a puzzle platforming adventure. It's published by Blowfish and developed by Shadow Play Studios. And Shadow Play Studios is the perfect studio to do a game like this because um, you are basically you play as a girl named Greta and you're traveling through a mythological shadow puppet world. So the entire game is like backlit, like you're like everything's designed with like little paper puppets um it's very very cool looking uh there is a demo available but it's exclusively on steam and for windows only um i guess steam had this like thing and and this was one of the games that was um one of the demos that they did um but it's also available on apple arcade and it has 3.5 out of 5 stars so um all that stuff considered it's probably definitely one of those like pick up if it's on sale games or just play it on apple arcade Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it looked really really cool so it is beautiful uh very limbo-esque and but it is it is a gorgeous looking game i think it was some when i saw that it was on apple arcade i was kind of like hmm, that's probably where i would try it me personally because i don't want to yeah. spend the 16 dollars when i could just do the five and, and play and i'd probably get what i want to get out of it but uh yeah it does look beautiful and if you are a fan of limbo you'd probably like this now, the next one that we have checked is October 2nd. That is 103 for $10. This is a first-person mystery adventure by Dystopia Interactive. It was originally released in 2018, and it has mostly positive reviews on Steam. This one, I thought, looked really, really interesting. It's it's kind of creepy. It's a little bit spooky. Definitely creepy. <laughs> yeah, they, they, the yeah. story of it is that something bad happened to Lily and her friends, and you play a... Um, you play as Lily to rediscover and relive those memories through clues that you find as you kind of like walking through. It seems like it's point and click and you're just kind of walking around trying to mm-hmm. put together what 
actually went on. And I really like that idea. I think that the creepy environment, the atmospheric environment of it, even though the gameplay is sort of simplistic in that you're just point and click, I like that you're reading messages and you're solving the puzzles and using what you see to kind of put the events back together. Uh, I, I love the look of this. I think we're getting into a perfect time of year for something like this. And for $10, it seems pretty reasonable. It didn't get into how long the game is, but overall, I like the aesthetic of it and the look of it. So I, I had to give this one a wish list check. Yeah, me too. If it if it goes on sale at all in the next, because it does look like it's a very short game. Um, hmm. I, I didn't look into it. It just seems like that to me, especially yeah. for only being $10. Um, But I do want to mention, too, that um, Dystopia Interactive also did a game, another game that's coming out on this day called Make a Killing, which is um, a survival Mm -hmm. horror game. So, again, sort of in the same vein, um, the the look is a little similar. Make a Killing looks a little bit darker. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you're interested in this, if you're looking for something kind of scary to play one of these two games, I definitely recommend. um, Yeah, I look pretty cool. I saw Make a Killing and it kind of remember remind me of like a Slender Man. You know, when you saw there was like that black and white mm-hmm. and it kind of just has mm-hmm. things kind of coming out of it looks like out of the fog type game. But 103 yeah. visually was more interesting to me. It seemed like there was more going on there. So that's why that well, one got yeah. my check over yeah. Make a Killing. Yeah. And I think too, 103, I know at least for me and you, we always gravitate more towards this like mystery adventure concept as opposed yeah, to like, I do like that horror stuff. games. So I think I think 103 and, and, and Make a Killing are scary in very different ways. Um, yeah, but perfect it, for this it, time of year. Yeah, and it's funny because if you go to the page on Nintendo, you they'll see you some of the stills from it, and mm-hmm. it had a Coraline sort of vibe that I was getting off yeah, of it, and I you know same. I'm always a fan of that, so it checks a bunch of boxes for me. Yeah, I, I, these games not not doing it for me. However, there is a game that's sort of Halloween spooky theme that I'm about. Um, maybe not as intense as one of three of the other games that you <laughs> mentioned. But this is called Birthday of Midnight. Now, apparently Midnight is a series um, that is put out by our one of our favorite developers, Petit Games, creator of Super Destronauts, mm-hmm. um, one game that Michael and I could not stop playing. <laughs> but there was already Midnight and then Midnight Deluxe. Now, um, this and, and also 36 Fragments of Midnight. So apparently there's a whole series of this. But this one specifically is about this fairy that sort of looks like a marshmallow. And um, specifically for this one, you it is, it is sort of a golf base game so the idea is that there's these environments which are kind of spooky theme there's like you know halloween pumpkins around um, but the idea is that you sort of golf or hit and launch midnight this little fairy marshmallow through the levels it is many minimal amount of strokes as possible so as many less hits that you can so there's different things such as like you know different lights that you're trying to avoid or tnt that you're trying to avoid and you're just trying to get to the end it looks pretty cute uh, i don't know it's five bucks so it's not a huge thing there's 70 different levels different you know dangers there's a piano based soundtrack or whatever and, and it looks pretty cute um in mm-hmm. general so of, of the games this week this one stood out to me as this looks enjoyable for five dollars type of thing sure so yeah mm-hmm. yeah definitely very cute i like the marshmallow look of the character uh, it appeals to my <laughs> s'more cravings. <laughs> I am go. hungry now. I am yeah, hungry yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> so that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What's your playing? Christina, tell us all about Sims. 
It's wonderful and I'm loving it. <laughs> oh my God. I just, well, it's crazy because I, I bought the seasons expansion pack mm-hmm. and in it, it, it's obviously you get the four seasons, but with each season, you also get the holiday that comes with it. So you can celebrate Christmas and Thanksgiving oh. and there's Halloween stuff in the game, but you don't celebrate Halloween. I think it's because Halloween has its own separate expansion pack, which I also want to get. Mm-hmm. Um, but also what I love is the gardening. So you can basically become a freelance gardener and you can as just grow all these plants. Yeah, as, as oh, like okay. your job. And then you can choose to either go into work or you work from home and you have to basically do a task that day at home and you get paid. Like once you do that one little task, you get paid for a whole days of work, which oh, cool. is, is pretty unrealistic. I wish that freelancing and running your own business um, worked, worked that way. Like that. But That'd be awesome. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, it's really, really cool because you can actually, so you get very specific seeds throughout the year. And then in order to get certain um, flowers or certain vegetables or certain fruits, you actually have to splice together or graft two different um, things. So for example, in order to get an orchid, you have to graft together a lily and a snapdragon, and then you can finally get an orchid. So, but you can't graft until you hit a certain level in your gardening. So that's basically what I did all day yesterday was learn about the gardening thing. And I basically had my sim master gardening and she's basically master gardener, flower arranger now. Nice. So <laughs> yeah, it, it was a lot of fun and um, kind of scratched that gardening itch that I've had for so long. If only uh, it was on the switch. Honestly, if this was on the switch, I don't think I would play it. Yeah. Because of the controls. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have tried playing past Sims games on console and it just, the way the controls are, it just feels so unnatural. Like if it, it's so much easier to be able to click on something than have to move your cursor with your Joy-Con, um, not your Joy-Con, your joystick to click on mm-hmm. something. And and plus on the computer, I mean, you can use cheat codes to get money. And you can't oh. do that on the console. Oh, that's so, how you play, huh? Okay. I haven't actually, I haven't yet so far playing since far. I haven't had the need to use the only cheat code I used was I had my sim adopt another sim and the sim like I didn't like how they looked so you can basically make it you can use a cheat to go in and totally remake the sim um so I did that cool (laughs) but that's the only thing I cheated with really other than that other than the sims I've been playing um Animal Crossing because after that update came out I'm like oh no, it's almost the end of September. I need to go get those fish that are leaving at the end of the month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I ha- only have one more fish and like one more sea creature I have to get and then I'm okay for the month. But I will say I only have two more bugs to get until I can get the golden net and three more fish until I can get the golden fishing pole. Wow. But I'm going to have to wait until February to get that fishing pole because I didn't get the game until, I mean, I didn't, yeah, I didn't get the game until March. So I wonder if they're because that'll be everything, right? That'll that'll mm-hmm. be all of the bugs and everything that you can mm-hmm. get. I mean, I'm way behind on that stuff, but yeah, I wonder if they're going to add more. I'm sure they will, maybe in the future for like additional seasons, but for now, yeah, because I it, it just makes sense because you're coming up on a year and you know there's going to mm-hmm. be a handful of people that will have those maxed out, and that's a lot of what keeps them coming back to kind of each month get their you know, collect the bugs and the fish and the things that are coming out for that month. Yeah. So I bet you for the year anniversary, you're going to see more stuff for the museum only because Probably. that's, that's going to be draw people in. Mm-hmm. But I know that for the museum, even anyway, like just the art in general is such a big challenge, like getting all of that. I've oh, only seen 
I've only seen Red Cone My Island once. <laughs> That's true. I, I forget no, about twice, the artwork. I'm sorry, twice. And not yeah, only that, but, but that you have to itself, be able to get the right one. Yeah, but you don't really get a reward for getting that. The reason I'm focusing on like the bugs and, and those kinds of things and the fish is because you actually get the golden rewards at the end. And that's yeah. that's kind of what I'm that's my goal. Um so if they did come out with a goal for the art, that would be cool. Like you get a golden paintbrush and then you can change the color of other people's houses on your island or something like that oh i like that <laughs> that would be a cool, cool yeah, update. just spitballing ideas but yeah um, it'd be a really yeah, fun we'll update see. is to have more control over the things that you can't like their their house yeah. designs and like stuff because i would want that cranny yeah, yeah that would be i neat. like that so for me i've been playing a handful of things uh i did jump into animal crossing briefly because of that update i was excited to just kind of get back to my island i want to do some you know housekeeping i want to kind of get things organized and maybe clear some spots for the pumpkin patch and things like that so checking in there i also want to start collecting some of the seasonal stuff because i haven't really done anything in animal crossing for quite a while i haven't crafted anything so i know there's pine cones and acorns i think and junk like mm-hmm. that so i'd like to to collect some of that and do some of the seasonal crafting before that's gone or at least have a stockpile of stuff for you know future i have been playing a little bit of Fortnite here and there i jump in once in a while i don't i'm, I'm not playing every day but i jump in once in a while doing just amazing i'm crushing every match i i don't it's so easy right now i don't <laughs> understand i think it's because so many of the mobile players aren't on anymore it's little like just just switch people apparently and I, I don't know why, but it is. it seems very, very easy. Um, I, d- I have been playing Witcher 3 again, but the thing that's been using up most of my time still is Civ 6. I'm really, really enjoying it. I've, I'm enjoying Civ 6 so much. I'm playing it on the Switch and on my computer and watching YouTube videos about Civ 6 and strategy <laughs> behind it. So a lot of times when I get into something like that, I get really into something like that. So it kind of consumes a lot of my time. And then I get so burnt out that I'm just like, all right, I don't need that for another year. But it's like right you now, with the I'm, Sims, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just get <laughs> yeah. very into the strategy of it. Like which civilization should I be playing and kind of learning a lot about it. The reason I'm doing both PC and Switch is because the controls, while they are fantastic on the Switch, there are certain things that are just not uh, explained or kind of cumbersome to to get to. So where on the computer, if I'm going to um, invest in learning a certain uh, technology, I can just hover over it and learn about it real quick and kind of be like, okay, if I do this, it links to this, 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 and this. Whereas on the Switch, you kind of have to use your thumbsticks and hover and kind of, it's a little clunkier. So I'm getting more learning done on the computer and then I'm able to bring that to the Switch and be like, okay, I already know what this technology does. I'm under, I have an understanding of this. I don't need to kind of get my way around to learn what the benefits of you know going for the wheel is. I already know that now. Um, that's not mm-hmm. to say that you can't do it on the Switch. It's just, it's a little less cumbersome on the computer. So I, I'm enjoying gotcha. both. And I, and I have two different civilizations going. So it's, it's a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, that's, that's it for me. How about you, Mats? Yeah, this was a fun week for me. I was playing a lot of games. Uh, it was called have bestbuy.com, walmart.com, <laughs> all the storefronts open. Race to the um, pre-order. Yeah, so this is an exciting Tuesday for me. Uh, this was right before the last podcast came out. But uh, yeah, it was really exciting because I was on a mission to get an Xbox Series X and or S or whichever. I wanted the S and, and mm-hmm. I figured I, if I could just get both of them, why not? Sure. Um, I will say mission completed mission successful Ooh. over here that is correct um i 
I, I, I somehow it, it was it was crazy. I really wanted to order from Best Buy because Best Buy is where I have all my points at because I just have purchased mm. a lot of stuff. And and of all the retailers, they're the only ones that do like points for shopping there and give mm-hmm. you gift cards. It's a terrible ratio, but it doesn't matter, right? So if I'm going to buy a game or I'm going to buy whatever, I'd rather buy it from Best Buy than Amazon because yeah, I like the points, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, that was my plan. I'm like, if I'm going to buy a new console, that's a big chunk of change, 300 or $500. And that's pretty good. Now, I, unfortunately, the Best Buy orders, pre-orders did not go up at 8 o'clock, like, like promised. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't up on Target or Amazon at 8 o'clock. And everyone was refreshing all of these sources. I think everyone was going for Amazon because that's the go-to. But I snuck in with a little Walmart.com. Boom. Ooh. Got it. Got nice. it locked. Got it locked in. Um, and I also got another one. So I got I got I got two I got two originally. I don't trust Walmart.com. So even though I got one from Walmart.com, I was like, I immediately do not trust Walmart.com. So I was on another search and I and I got another S um over there. So I have nice. an X on Walmart and an S over on Best Buy. So I am locked and cool. loaded. Nice. for them and i think michael will be receiving the x for christmas spoiler Whoa. alert so Whoa. we'll see how that goes <laughs> that i don't need it so there it you pro- go it so. probably would, i don't know if you're hearing any of the uh like the the rumors and the horror stories but that may be when it shows up Correct. <laughs> most likely so i don't i don't know i hope that's not true for you with your s but uh i do hear that they're kind of saying there's delays on a lot of those which is a shame again like you said not only do you not get the joy of waiting with other people super excited now you have to contend with scalpers trying to sell things for so much and you might not even get the ones you ordered it's true yeah i'm, I'm very mm-hmm. i'm very um fearful i would say because um, I know it's supposed to come out and, and yeah, be able to pre-order it and, and, and back because I did pre-order the, the, so the second one I got was actually, sorry, not from, not from, um, Best Buy. It was from xbox.com. So I'm hoping that that one ships because it's from the source. Mm. I think, I hope, I don't, I don't really know. I'm a little bit, like, I am a little bit worried about it, uh, in general. The, the, and I'm fearful because. It's supposed to come out like at the end of November, but like my Walmart.com says December 3rd. So that doesn't seem right. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe they're just going to ship it really slow or something. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. It's somebody um, just carrying it, hand delivering it to you. Yeah. For I safety. Think, you know, and I thought I swooped in really quick because I got the S and I said, okay, less people are going to get the S, right? Because the X is what people want. And sure. I think you can still pre order the S currently, like even on Xbox.com. I was just right there. You could do it. Mm. Um, but the X yeah, is completely gone. So it's just completely out of stock everywhere, even on Microsoft.com. So, um, we will see if it, if it actually shows yeah. up or not. I'm, I'm extremely worried basically uh, so. yeah. hear that people even as a Microsoft employee, he's still waiting in line like the old days at GameStop. Yes, it was. I had a one-on-one with one of my with one of my colleagues, John, and I renamed it to Xbox Pre-Order Extravaganza, um, and that extravaganza lasted for two and a half hours. By the way, so, oh wow, wow! Not with John, see- but mostly me. <laughs> Did you see that the Xbox One X? sales have skyrocketed because they think a lot of people were buying the wrong one yes it's crazy how much of a bummer is that when that comes in the mail like next week and they're like what it's here already oh no (laughs) oh no yep there was probably a ton of people that just (laughs) like clicked so quick and didn't fully read 
That's naming problems. I just I feel bad for the parents that did that for their kids for Christmas gifts, and their kids open the gifts. They're like, "Oh, it's an Xbox, not the one I wanted." Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's podcast. I hope that you, if you wanted an Xbox, could get an Xbox. Not everyone can be as likely as Michael and have a James in their life. But if you do, <laughs> then that's awesome. Um, and I hope that you write into the show. Go to NintendoDispatch.com um, and, and give us a give us a little email or hop in our Discord or wherever you want to contact us on the Internet. That's going to do it for this week's Dispatch. Thanks for listening.